gang, welcome to our home. We're recording live. This is our hometown recording. It's our hometown date. Here you are. You're, thank you for joining us. We're going to have our parents come in a little bit later. They can explain to you why you're making horrible decisions by listening to us. I'm going to make Ryan buy me a $3,000 sweater. Already done. <sighs> Already done, baby. You deserve it. I want to get you the nice things in life. Mm-hmm. I want to be the breadwinner mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what college professors are. (laughs) (laughs) The breadwinners. All right. We hope that you can enjoy this crystal clear sound. We want to apologize for the high-pitched buzzing noise. It sounded like we were recording like with a swarm of bees behind us or some sort of tornado siren behind us the past couple of weeks. Our mics were down. We had to use our travel mic yeah. that we used when we went to Hawaii. Ooh la la. Ooh. Had to use our Hawaii mic. <laughs> um, but this should sound a little better on your ears, folks. We care about your ears. Yeah. So. We hope this. We do it for good. y'all. We do it all for the fans. <laughs> it's all for you and for the sugar bear. <laughs> all right, gang. Well, let's get going. Okay. Um, I, as I was telling Anna earlier, there's a lot to talk about. I think. Well, there's always in a this lot to one. Talk Ooh, about. Two hours of fast-paced action, and it starts with a storm, literal and metaphorical. Right? Uh-huh. There's a storm a brewing. Storm, yeah. And uh, you can feel it in your bones. The girls are a little worried that Nick is going to shake things up, even though, what, what season are we on now? 23? Yeah, 21. Season 21, right? I think. Right. Yeah. So for 21 seasons, there have been four hometown dates. You never know what's going to happen, though. Well, they say that uh, Nick is unpredictable. Oh, he's unpredictable, right? He bursts into their uh, little cabana, kind of gets caught up in the curtain a little bit (laughs) on his way in. An elegant entrance. uh, That he kept the girl who went topless on the second episode, so he's really not that unpredictable. I never would have guessed that. He's actually pretty fucking predictable. Yeah, the girl that lets you hold her boobs, she's still here. (laughs) I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, Though the previews... Oh, and also... Sorry, I cut you off. But you know what? That's all right. I'm going to let you go. It's your turn. Can I? To do speak. you mind if I cut in? Go ahead. Just um, again on the predictability, he said, You women again. Twice. Right? Two and, times in the first two minutes of the show. And he said, You ladies once. I have the tallies down, <laughs> right? In like a three minute span. Yet he, um, uh, what I will say though is that the previews for this show, which. As I'm sure everyone has figured out by now, the previews are complete and total nonsense for this show. Like, I feel like they could show Nick, like, machine gunning people and be like, next week, this is what's going to happen. Hashtag thanks, Trump. <laughs> uh, like, they just, they have no, no desire to be honest in the way they're portraying next week's episode. Because they're like, what he does will shock you. And then what he does is he brings four women home. Well, or he, take, not, he, in, he has four women invite him home. They're not, like... They wouldn't do a machine Nick shooting a machine gun unless maybe they went on some like paintball. But they would date. make it like it would be like an Al Capone inspired date. Just, you act like this is a new thing. That's it's just not a new observation. I know this is a trite observation. Hey guys, reality TV not entirely trustworthy. Okay. Somewhat manipulative. Yeah. Stop the presses. Thanks, Brody Jenner. <laughs> I blame the hills. <laughs> so meta, though. Pioneering. So meta in that final shot, pulling back to reveal the set. Right, it was all a facade. Who Everyone, knew, right? who knew? I was totally sucked in by that world. Meanwhile, Spencer Pratt still a douche. 
That wasn't oh, fake. Oh, although this kind of brings it full circle because our friend Aaron at the beginning of the season commented that Nick kind of looks like Spencer. Oh, right. And he does. He does look a little like Spencer Pratt. I mean, well, and that's not like, flattering. Though you said crystals. You said that um, Spencer, that Nick was attractive. Does that mean that you have some attraction to Spencer Pratt that you're harboring deep no, down? No, I do not have attraction to Spencer Pratt because I don't like blondes. But I... I'm going to make a bold statement and say Ooh. that, I know, get ready. I think that Nick has gone down in attraction over the course of the um, show. I'm going to, I'm just going to put it out there. This has not been my favorite season. Yeah. Was, I don't think that he has been, oh, he hasn't been, he hasn't Juan Pablo'd it. Right. But it's not. A, like, he hasn't Matt granted it ex- either. No, I would have yeah. expected more excitement and wit. And instead, and I charm. really feel like he's, you know what he's, he's doing? He's just crying all the time. It. Yeah. He's Higginsing it. Was one of the moments that made it go downhill for you when he did that T-Rex impression? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I love. Like, mm-hmm. I wish we got to see more of that Nick. Like, or the charm. Nick that skated by yes, when Raven yes. was tall. You want that I Nick. Want that Goofball, Nick. lovable. Yeah. But I also feel like we he hasn't been as like sexy. I feel like he's like Oh, he's getting there. He's get get like ready. Dad Nick. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's I, don't, I mean, again, he's not my least favorite. I don't dislike him. I just don't feel like being on the show has made me more attractive. Well, that was his plan, right? Yeah. Was to win America over. The Chad Bear said that he was boring. Do I, you feel that he's no. boring? What do you think I mean when I say that he's Higginsing it? Yeah. Boring. Higgins, it's hard to make Ben Higgins into, <laughs> into a, verb. a verb. Yes. Um. Yeah. I think my hope was that he would be a departure from the Chris Sewell's, Sean Lowe, uh-huh. Ben Higgins, and bunch of vanilla. I haven't seen that as much as I would want to. Right. Yeah. A little more um charming goofiness, and yeah, I think we also predicted that there would be a little more like. Not making fun of the process, but a little more self-awareness than I think we ended up with Mm. when we've actually been watching the show. And there's been nearly zero self-awareness. Yeah. Um, But let's uh, let's launch into this. We've got four hometown dates. Well, I want to say about that, though, that Vanessa makes an astute observation. Ooh, let's hear it. Nick shocks us again. There are four roses. And four women are going to hometown. It's a shock, everybody. Vanessa, I don't know what shock means in Canada, eh? <laughs> Maybe it... Does it have a different definition there? Pick your fucking jaws up off the floor, ladies. Nick did exactly what the show thought you would do. Nick shocks us again. What is she, the croc hunter? Now, crikey! <laughs> Nick came in here with those roses. There are four... Like a live gator. There are four roses. <laughs> That's the weakest link, lady. It's no. uh, very difficult to do a Canadian accent. Well, it's, it's not nearly as strong as my Russian accent. <laughs> well, what is? What is? Okay. All right. Now that we've gotten the obligatory accent portion of the show yeah. out of the way. Well, oh, no. It's not. It's coming back because, y'all, we're going to Hoxie. Oh, y'all. And if there's one accent I can do with authenticity, it's a Arkansas accent. No, the um, the Hoxie, Hoxie. The Hoxie portion was great, what? you know. I'm sorry, I know this is off topic. Can I just say, what an ugly name for a town. Hoxie. Hoxie. Ho- it's fitting, though. It's like if you like would... Did Faulkner... Kia. Yeah, did Faulkner name this Hoxie. town? <laughs> I feel like that's exactly like what you sound, would name. I think that might be where Kevin Spacey's character is from. <laughs> In um, the House Hoxie. of Cards. I'm a white trash cracker from a white trash town that no one would even bother to piss on. Well, it's certainly, I mean... 
Did you see the Duke boys drive by at one point? I think I did. You got something in um, your nose. Yeah, the, the listeners at home can't see that, so I'm glad <laughs> that you can. pointed that out. Yeah, you have to deal with it. Is it gone I now? could spend the next 30 minutes subtly scratching yeah, my nose. Yeah, I wouldn't nose, have gotten that. I just would have been like, there's something wrong with yeah. your nose. <laughs> no. Did I get it? Uh, I think the Dukes of Hazard boys might have driven by. Just a good old boy. Never mean it no harm. Yeah, certainly uh, Boss Hog is around here somewhere. Yeah, this is, um, it's, it, they really play up the, like, well, Hicksville, Arkansas Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, thing. Raven is not out to, you know, disrupt a stereotype no. about Hawks. Well, she claims that they go frog gigging, which, come on, Raven. Like, how many times have you been frog gigging? In is it your frog life. gigging or frog digging? I think it's gigging. No. I believe it's frog gigging. This is going to be like freaking wolf. What's his name? Frog gigging. Oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. right. I thought we can buy a four-pronged frog spear for frog gigging. Yeah. You want to gig those frogs. You're not digging those frogs. You're gigging them. <laughs> Didn't you used to do this in Louisiana? I thought this was kind of what you did on a Saturday night. We would gig gators. We don't fuck with the <laughs> right. frogs. That's uh, child's play. You do that when you're like a toddler. You wrestle the gators down yeah. to the ground. Um, yeah, so welcome to Hoxie, everybody. Hoxie. Um, yeah, what, what is so Raven? I actually, I so, like... So yeah, she says that there are three things that you can do in Hoxie. Go mudding, go... Fr- <laughs> I'm in my notes, frog digging. I'm sorry, frog gigging. Come on. And you can climb grain bins. That's where you have a serious conversation. Actually, all... That's where you go to do crystal meth. I mean, let's be real. (laughs) I was going to say that all court trials in Hoxie are held at the top of a grain bin, right? (laughs) Any serious thing that happens is happens on the top of a grain bin. You went a little darker with it, but that's all right. I went more realistic. It's real. I like you because you say it like it is. That's one of the things I like about you. I like that Raven rides up on a dirt bike, and I like that initially. You know, I gotta say it. Can I say it? Yes. That's say it. so Raven. So Raven. No, um, I like that because then she drives the dirt bike. She drives Nick around on the dirt bike, which I really liked. It was unfortunate timing for me because there's been a story in celebrity news about how Jamie Lynn or J- what's her name, Jamie Spears, Britney Spears' little yeah, sister. Yeah. You know, she has like a six-year-old kid. Oh, did he get hurt on a she dirt bike? She was riding a dur- dirt the bike. The child under, was? Yeah, and got pinned under, like veered too far Ooh. and ended up in a pond and got trapped, had her seatbelt on and had to like, like they had to airlift her to the hospital. I think she's okay, but I was Man. nervous this whole time. Well, Nick especially, no, you could tell that Nick didn't know what he was doing <laughs> and they were driving through like the... I don't know what it was, a swamp? Is that a, a swamp? A swamp? A swamp. Well, what that's it? how a raven would say a it. A swamp? A swamp. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I said, uh, you know what I said in my notes on that? The, what did you say? The first thing that immediately came to mind, which is, uh, you know you're a parent. What are those uh, family circus cartoons? It's a parent, you're a parent. <laughs> i don't I recall thought, i recall not me i but. thought oh they're cavorting in a bog oh a hog and a frog <laughs> yes for our non-parent listeners that's a uh but Sandra not the hippopotamus yeah. reference um uh, i also were, they were cavorting in a they bog. were definitely cavorting in a bog big time um i do have to mention too that when nick hops on the back of the dirt bike with raven he smacks her legs a bunch yeah um continuing this sort of grabby 
leg grabbiness that he's exhibited the past couple of episodes. He says that uh, his relationship with Raven has moved the fastest out of all of them. Fast as a dirt bike. I just, I said to you uh, when we were watching this, I don't see them together. And I don't know if it's like, I mean, he's just... You know, a, a Midwestern boy. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what it is. I think I like Raven. I think she's. Uh, I think she's sweet. But yeah. I don't see them together. No, I like her too. And I will say they had a lot of chemistry more than they had exhibited before when they were like, you know, making out in the bog when they were cavorting in the bog. Cavorting. But uh, and she like peels his wet shirt off. It's pretty yeah. sultry. He says that a life earns with- that TV PG rating right there. <laughs> he says, "Can I?" Yeah. Okay. That a life with Raven would be fun and spontaneous and maybe a little crazy in the best possible way. In the best way possible. It's the best way possible until she beats the shit out of you with one of her with her stiletto heels. That's not good. That's That's, crazy in the worst way. Um, they climb the grain bin and get in. Have one of those uh, bachelor situations where they get in false trouble. Right. So a cop shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. That it's Raven's brother. Yep. And of course, and you're like, and they draw it out and out, and it's like you know this is like Raven's ex boyfriend. That I was like, oh shit, maybe they are. Right. This actually is a thing. Yeah. But it's not real trouble. It's bachelor trouble. It's just the brother. Uh, so they go to Raven's house. Raven lives in a normal house. Yes. A lot of times we get mansions, huge, sprawling. Uh, McMansions, yeah, penthouses, which we'll get later in this episode. Mm-hmm. We'll get Corinne's penthouse. Yeah. Raven has told us about her dad having cancer mm-hmm. already, and that becomes a big theme here. When they go home, they sit down, and right away, right away, the uh, mom introduces that they have some exciting news. Or they have some news. They also, they set it up like it could be bad. They they absolutely set it up like it is bad. I don't think they set it up like it could be bad. She acts like she has something. Right, like the dad is going to die right yeah. there. Yeah. And she draws it out a whole lot. Right. So the doctor did some tests. They ran some scans. They got some results. And she says, since you've been gone, something important happened. Dad is cancer free. (laughs) There's a long pause. And then, of course, this is the news you want to reveal, A, on national television, (laughs) and B, in front of this asshole that your daughter brought home that you're never going to see again. Yeah. And she says, Raven says, of course, she's ecstatic, but Raven says that having Nick there just made it so much more special. Guys, we we gotta tell you, we just had to take <laughs> a ten minute break because I made a joke that Ryan deemed inappropriate, unacceptable, and now we can't repeat it because it's inappropriate. We can't repeat it because Ryan would have to delete it again. Then we're gonna have another ten minute fight about but the joke. Then Ryan started sweating really badly, and we had to take a really long break from the podcast. So if it feels like there's like a difference. A different vibe, a different vibe, right now. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what you're picking up on. It's not just in your imagination, folks. I also want to say that this is kind of a good segue into Raven's mom saying, 
that it's easy to commit and it's easy to forgive when you find the right person. I don't find that. <laughs> Raven's mom, not correct. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say false. Yeah. Raven, your mom's leading you astray. Everything's easy when, uh, when you find the right person. Unless you make an off-color joke. <laughs> so anyways, back to the show. Back to what the people came so here for. You're still living in Obama's America. That's the problem. <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, sorry. Ryan hates it when I politicize the podcast. <laughs> we should have this be accessible for everyone. Yes. Right? This, this podcast should break barriers Yay, down. America. Not build barriers up between That's people. True. Yeah. Um, her dad looks like David Cross. Yeah, we talked about that. that. Yeah. Consistently. Um, it's a very, I put that I thought it was nice that it was a really low-key hometown date. Mm-hmm. They, uh, do they even eat a meal? Uh, I don't just, recall. Like, hang out in the living room for a few minutes. Right. And then... They talk about how sad it would be if the dad were dead. And the, yeah. How um, sad it would be if Raven had to uh, walk down the aisle with her brother instead. She wouldn't do it. Wouldn't wouldn't walk down with She'd anybody. Walk, no man would walk her down the aisle. She would walk by herself. By herself. She would walk alone. She would ride the dirt bike down the aisle alone mm-hmm. instead of riding the dirt bike down the aisle with her dad. So... Yeah, it is a super low-key date. It's the first... This one is kind of the least aggressive on the parents grilling Nick. Um, I I will say with these hometown dates, and we'll get to it, that the parents and the family really are, in a lot of ways, like the voice of the audience. A lot of times in like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. This process is stupid. Like, clearly you're not actually in love with this person. You've deluded yourself. We get that a lot from Vanessa's family. Right. And even, yeah, from Corinne's dad. Yeah. Oh, Corinne's dad is just putting on a show. It's a great, it's a good show though. The Corinne's dad show. Corinne's dad or Chris Christie. (laughs) Bridgegate going on here. Yeah. He is headed to a Springsteen concert after this. Um, Yeah. So he, um, Nick, uh, uh, Raven's dad talks about how Nick is likable um, and that there's he thought that Nick would be arrogant but he's not but that he's not he gets that from a couple of different people saying oh I, I didn't expect to like you but I do yeah it's, I thought you were going to be arrogant it turns out that you're boring mm. that's actually what turns out to be uh, Raven doesn't say I love you. She says that the moment kind of passed her by, which I was, it was unclear to me. Raven kind of acts like she needs to say I love you because she hasn't said it yet. Right. You said it like four dates ago, Raven. We all caught that. Right. Everybody, it's on tape. Again, we can review the tapes. Doesn't count. It doesn't no. count if you say it in a haunted house. <laughs> Could have been a ghost possessing Raven's <sighs> body. Uh, you want to move on? Yeah, Rachel, sure. Yeah. Go to Dallas, the big D. Big D. There's a lot of like weird silent shots of Texas at the beginning of this before the like Texan music kicks in. Um, but yeah, she meets up with uh, Nick and they do something. They say, you know, Nick, you better prepare to like, you know, what shuffle. And like she said weird things that made me think. Stomp. Yes. Clap. Thank you. Uh Raise the roof. I don't know what the third one was. I thought it was going they were going to go line dancing. Like that uh, clearly seemed to be the thing they were setting up, but it's not. Where they do they go, go instead? To a mega church. <laughs> to church. Which is this a bachelor first? That uh, someone takes someone to church on their hometown? It might be. Yeah. I know that there, I mean, there's obvious. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think like. 
Well, so who was it that had his priest along? Oh, like, yes. Was that Ben? Yeah, no, who was that? Because it was the the guy who brought his priest to the rose ceremony so that they would, or not to the, um, the, after the, the rose. After the rose. So they're like, could I they get married was, right now? that was Ben. Okay. Um, but they kept showing him. But no, I don't think that they've had a date in a church before, so... That's fun. Yeah. Nick is a, it's obviously African American church. Mm-hmm. Nick is super awkward, like trying to clap along. I was hoping that he would get like super into it. <laughs> like get down with the choir and like, you know, really go nuts Start on stage. Yeah. Um, but he does not. He's just sort of awkward no, just, and hanging out and he, there. Like he seems like he's having a good time. Sure. He seems to be having a fine time. And I mean, you know, he's, he doesn't seem like he makes a fool of himself. Any more than, than usual. Um, he says that he feels he's the most comfortable in himself when he's with Rachel. And, man, then we get a super bummer. Uh, Rachel's dad. Right. Federal judge. Right? Federal too judge. busy. Yeah, too yeah. busy with can't, his judging. Can't be there. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> uh, Ryan got really mad. At that, do you remember that? You said, oh, man. Oh, come on. What do you have that's You're more like, important than this, buddy? You Rachel's dad way more than Nick I, Yes, I did. I think Nick was a little scared. I was excited to meet him. Um, um, they talk a lot about their race card. I have to say, and I tweeted this as well, that um, this actually props to the show. I feel like they actually handled race with some maturity, yeah. like for and a they, show of this caliber. They do address it. Right. Like it's not just, you know, something that, um, you know, gets kind of glossed over right. or spoken about in, you know, I don't know, euphemisms. I right. Mean, like we're all, you know, I have a dream that everyone can date ever. Like it was, it wasn't like platitudes. It mm-hmm. was real. Like this could be a challenge that other people are going to be talking about it, that it's something that, will put your relationship potentially to the test over time. And I also have to give Nick credit. He said that he's not colorblind. He didn't pull the like, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. I see what's underneath. I don't I don't know if someone is a, is a race at all, right? He didn't pull that mm-hmm. particular card. Um, so you have to give him credit for that. Um, I also had to point out that this is, situation is basically the plot of Guess Who. Mm-hmm. Guess that's what it's called, right? Now I'm thinking maybe no, of the you're game. Thinking, well, so <laughs> of the game of with the of the tiles. Guess who's coming to dinner? The the uh, Ashton Kutcher remake was Guess Who. That, no, that's what I'm thinking of is the Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher remake. You know yes. that that's an original movie with Sydney Poitier. Yes, I do, yes. but I think this is more the Ashton Kutcher version of that situation right white boy yes um rachel's family is also of mixed race so her one of her sisters is married to a white guy who is super awkward yeah no yeah this guy um you call them a seth rogan type but i feel like he's more of like almost a james corden type or like he's yes i was thinking him i was thinking paul kenzie on mad yes that totally came to mind seth rogan i also said he's a bit of a fat nick so there you go. You Clearly, the family has a type. Yeah, just varying sizes of Nicks. Bearded. Yeah. They were wearing basically like different versions of the same right. outfit. Right. And the guy was super awkward too. I couldn't tell. He seemed a little bit like he knew the show really well because he's like, "Here we are, two young lovebirds." 
Coming for the hometown visit I down to four. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was being sarcastic or not. Like that was part of my problem with is I couldn't tell if he was like I, I want this guy to be the bachelor. He's <laughs> break up with whoever Rachel's sister is, get on this show. He also said, You are a white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they um yeah, they they made Nick identify the the food they were eating. Uh, yes, because, and it's like brisket, macaroni and cheese, something else, and okra. Which Nick correctly identifies. Yes, which is the dish that Rachel thought he might not know. Right, which I did which not know. Which only an idiot would Yeah, know. which I did not, not know, know that. Well, no, remember that when I... No, I yeah. do remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, clearly I'm you saying. have not forgotten. Yeah. What kind of an idiot, this kind of an idiot. <laughs> Ryan ate okra, or actually you didn't... You I thought it was it hot peppers. I thought it was jalapenos. Yeah. 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 So that's the kind of idiot. Nick is a better, um, clearly a more cultured person than I, I am. I bet Nick would have let me keep that joke in, too. <laughs> He's just the better man than I am. Yeah, um, I'm really a tyrant and a censor over you. We know who wears the pants in this relationship. Woman, you're not saying that. It's because you're worried that I'm funnier than you. Well, that we know oh, for sure. And that causes a lot. Right. Christopher Hitchens and I know that women aren't funny. Um, and Judd Apatow. Um, oh, do we have to cut that? I don't want oh, you to too offend. edgy. I don't want you to offend your man Judd. He's going to produce our show. Does okay, he not think that women so are funny? He produced girls. Does he not? I'm not going to there, bat for him. There, I just. I don't know. Anyways. Um. The mom really just kind of... I think it's the mom that's... Or maybe this is the sister who says, with the climate that we're in, we've seen mm-hmm. more racism come out. You just have to know how you're going to navigate that path. I mean, again, they they don't shy away from They don't shy from away from things. And I think yeah. they realize that they can't. I feel like the show is getting yeah. a little savvier. I don't know if it's necessarily that they're, like, getting more woke or mm-hmm. just that, like, they have to... They realize they have to... Um, deal with this stuff a little bit more. I'm as pretty the sure it's not that they're getting more woke. Oh, the, the Bachelor Chris Harrison is woke as fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, we kind of wrap it up. Nick says that he knows that they would, you know, have some people that would have problems with their relationship, but that it's something that they would face head on as a couple. Rachel says, at first she says that she could see herself falling in love with him, which I thought like, uh-oh, because right. that means that she's not there yet. But then by the end of the hometown date, she says she's falling in love with him. She doesn't say it to him, though. Right. She says that she's falling in love with him. And then later she laments that she didn't say yes. that, which based on what we know about the future that you don't know, Rachel, that was probably a good thing to not say that. Mm. Since things don't work out. But anyway, So we go from a lot of uh, really mature and in-depth discussion about race relations to Corinne. Corinne, going shopping. Yes, so we, we head out to what? Uh, Miami? Welcome to Miami. Is that, is that how you say it? Yes, I think that's yes. how the locals that's say the it. That's the pronunciation. Based on... Courtney and Kim take my Miami. <laughs> uh, it's pronounced Miami. Courtney and Chloe take Miami. Yes. Um, Corinne is wearing what I would only describe as like old school 90s moon shoes. Remember those moon shoes? I do. I didn't catch you that. Too, you too old for that? Yeah, that was way past my time. She's wearing moon yeah. shoes. Okay. Which again, 
speaks to Corinne as as a child. Yes. Yeah, she hopped in on a pogo ball like actually. She, <laughs> I feel like she's gonna come with like pigtails, right? Maybe and overall like with one strap undone. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I'm a dirty little girl. <laughs> right, yeah, honestly, I'm surprised she doesn't do the baby voice, you know. And the whole sexy baby thing isn't an act. I'm a very sexy baby. Um, but yeah, they go shopping, mm-hmm. and Nick tries on $800 sweatpants and a $600 shirt. Uh, yeah, can I just say, too, that Corinne says that they are shopping at, quote, one of the most exclusive malls in Miami. Let's go to the mall! Are malls exclusive? <laughs> Not like, just anybody can walk into this mall. Right. What do you yeah. have to, Is it like a... Do they have a velvet rope? Is the it, Wetzel's Pretzels has a bouncer <laughs> out front. You're not going to find Dippin' Dots at this mall. <laughs> no one even knows where this mall is. <laughs> it's on a very exclusive list. Um. So yeah, they go shopping because Corinne says that she wants Nick to experience just a day in the life of Corinne. Which apparently involves charging $3,500 worth of clothing. Yeah, just a day in the life. Also, we have to point out, so they do like a pretty woman style montage. Yeah. With Nick as the pretty woman coming out to model different outfits. No, I'm sorry. I was in here yesterday. You wouldn't wait on me? Oh. You work on commission, right? Uh, Yes. Big mistake. Big. Huge. I have to go shopping now. But also, we have to point out that uh, Anna made me rewind to see Nick's underwear. Because they do, it's, uh, it reminded me of the New Kids on the Block concert that I went to where they did a backstage cam and they showed a bunch of shots of them in their underwear and they like linger inappropriately. Oh, it sounds like you felt it was really inappropriate. inappropriate. By the way, this was the New Kids concert that you went to two years ago, right? (laughs) Just to be clear, not like a 13 year old Anna. At the New Kids concert. Um, um, but yeah, I did make you... Because I almost thought that, that they were going to... First of all, Nick is wearing like bikini underpants. Yeah, it's very revealing. Which he had to be because the freaking pants that Corinne is making him buy are... Those are tight. Not a lot to the imagination. No. Yeah, he's really shoving himself in there. Um, Nick says that he thought he had expensive taste and then he met Corinne. Corinne offers some pro shopping tips, like get a salesperson, make that person your person. I'm going to get that put on a t-shirt. The dressing room is your holy ground. So Nick says, I love that Corinne doesn't take herself too seriously and she embraces life. It's amazing how well one can embrace life when they are born into insane amounts of wealth that apparently just gets doled out to you. As a 23-year-old, I mean, come on. Does Corinne have a job? I uh, She runs a very powerful olive empire. I felt like, I mean, not to push this to, a, you know, a place that's too serious, but, like, this section actually really made me despise Corinne. Because yeah. I feel like everybody else is trying to show like I mean I thought that there was obviously a big contrast and maybe they did this on purpose but after they go to Corinne they show Vanessa working with her special ed students right. and I just I feel like Corinne appears to be someone of very little substance right. and I don't like that Well and I mean that so it, it is very striking because it's on the heels it follows the Rachel date with 
some for the genre very fairly sophisticated racial conversation and then you're right we get to see vanessa working like, having Rachel's a job a right yeah. having a job working with special ed students we see raven's dad dealing with his cancer diagnosis and i then, feel like corinne is who people are talking about when they bitch and moan about entitled millennials yeah there's there's your poster child well and you know who else seems to despise corinne nick <laughs> i mean i he does not seem to like her in this when he's like i th- love that she's taking herself not taking herself that seriously or yeah. like i thought i had expensive I taste tell because i i mean i wanted to see more of that actually i wanted to get a comment from nick of like it's really fun to shop but this does make right. me a little worried about the lifestyle that corinne would expect or mm-hmm. you know and instead he's just like corinne bought me four thousand dollar pants <laughs> look at these pants everybody <laughs> This sweater is made from nun hair. <laughs> These pants are a lot better than the shorts I usually wear. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it left a bad taste in my mouth. The whole Corinne hometown date. But especially, I mean, really just the shopping part, I guess. Yeah, well, and then so we go to lunch. Corinne, kind of inexplicably, I think, just drops like an I love you she in the middle of lunch. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, she doesn't freak out when he doesn't say it back, which surprised me a little bit. I thought she was going to, like, lose her mind even more than Vanessa, but she doesn't. No. He- I think Corinne understands the game more than Vanessa. Oh, she understands the game. The game the- is the game. <laughs> Don't hate the player. Hate the game, Corinne. Um, yeah, then they go to Corinne's, like family's loft like mm. penthouse loft it's, i believe it's like their penthouse apartment yeah yeah That's not a loft. Call it a loft it has exposed but yeah it's a 1200 <laughs> square foot loft, loft. <laughs> that felicity and ben lived in during the miami season of felicity yes you are correct it is a penthouse not a loft is the wrong word um the dad as i've already said reminded me of chris christie also a little bit of tony danza like tony soprano thrown in there yeah yeah sort of a like a low rent Miami mobster kind of. Yeah, but also very Greek. Yes, yes. Well, and so he makes his own olives and he makes Nick eat one of the olives, which is more awkward. It's the most awkward thing. It's more awkward than like dealing with someone getting good cancer news and having to sit there during this conversation. More awkward than, you know, uh, dealing with interracial dating. This olive eating, that's the awkward thing. That's going really, on in this he's really episode. Rolling it around in his mouth. <laughs> he really is not he's quite really savoring on it. His technique. Yeah, and they're all so we get to meet Raquel. We do get to meet Raquel because she's like, "This is my dad. This is my mom. This is my sister." And this is Raquel. Raquel. Which I mean, good lord, if I ever needed to see a reason for us not to hire a full-time nanny, I mean, Corinne clearly favors Raquel. Oh over yes, her real mom. Yes. I think she might think that Raquel is her real mom, um, or certainly wishes that. And then Raquel later basically, like, I feel like threatens to cut Nick if he ends up hurting her. And he, I feel like he asks, he talks to her about the situation before he talks to Corinne's parents. Yeah. In fact, I don't recall seeing Nick really talk to Corinne's mom, but we do have an extended conversation with Raquel about how uh, Corinne should not. Corinne talked to her mom. Oh right, right, right. And Nick talked to the dad. 
who is fair enough worried about it, whether or not Nick will support a family and whether or not Nick would be comfortable with Corinne being the breadwinner. Uh, if she could actually win bread, I presume so. Mm-hmm. But, well, and we also, we get the first of a couple of different people asking, like, what does Nick actually do? Like, when he's not on a reality right. show, what is his job? Which, Been fair on a question. Show for the past five years, so who yeah. knows? That is his job. Yeah. yeah. You, Corinne, you're going to live off of, you well, know, Sunglasses and sugar bear gummies. Dancing with the stars is what he's going to do next. That's the future for him. So, yeah, the dad is concerned that uh, Nick is going to be a stay at home dad and Corinne is going to be a stay at home dad. I don't think he's concerned about that. I think he just wants to make sure that Nick would be okay with that. And that Corinne would be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, clearly he understands that his daughter is accustomed to a certain level of living. Little does he know that his daughter would live in a shack with no diamonds. No diamonds. If it meant that Nick could be with her. Um, so Raquel, poor Raquel is, uh, are we wrapping up? I sure, mean, I yeah. Else no, I don't really have anything else. We get a shot of Raquel cleaning up after the family as they all, s- nobody's helping her. They all stand by the window and watch them. And again, I think somebody says, I liked him more than I thought I yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, they all like Corinne and Nick say goodbye and are kissing and the whole family is just like watching from the window they're up like, above. Oh, they're so cute. Oh. Oh, and also I do have to say I think the mother or the dad says that I think Corinne is the li- the lid to Nick's pot. Is this say an expression that you're familiar with? No. Yeah, I've never heard that before. I guess it means they complete one another, but What's going on with your voice, big guy? I don't know. I got a little frog in my throat. <laughs> After all the sweating Went earlier. Frog <laughs> yeah. Gig this frog out of my throat. Maybe falling apart um, physically here. Let's go to the Great White North. Yeah, shall we? All right. Oh, Canada. Canada. Uh, Vanessa also wants to show a day in the life of Vanessa. It does not involve going to exclusive malls. <laughs> it involves going to work, seeing her students, and then going home to see her family. So they get to go to the school that she works at, and I think it's really sweet. Like, her students are super excited to Mm -hmm. see her. One of them seems vaguely threatening of Nick. Yeah. Uh, One of the older male students. Yes, yeah. I think it's, maybe it's Kevin. Um, Does not seem to fully trust Nick. No, fair enough. Your instincts are good, son. Yeah. Um, They've put together a scrapbook, or Vanessa has brought pictures so that they can put together another a scrapbook like the one that they made her before she left which i think is a cute idea except that in most of the pictures they're just like full-on making out again inappropriate yeah, for Vanessa's the yeah in like her date clothes which on the bachelor means Ooh, a lot of skin yeah. her date I clothes yeah just made, i thought eh, not, maybe not for work maybe, not maybe for, this isn't maybe for the workplace yeah teach. yeah um then they they head to so uh, Vanessa's parents, her parents are, are separated. Yeah, uh, but she wants Nick to she wants him to understand uh, the reality of how it would be to visit both of them in one day. Yeah, she could just say, "I want you to understand the reality of divorce." No reason, just <laughs> something to keep in mind. Must be nice that your parents are still together, Nick. <laughs> um, so they visit the mom's side of the family first. They are very Italian, despite also being Canadian. I didn't know that that could happen. We didn't know that was a thing. Blowing my mind. Um, So 
I mean, I don't. I think of all of the families, Vanessa's is clearly the most hostile. Sure. To the situation. Oh yeah, that's a fair way to say it. Um, and you know, for decent reasons, like a couple of them bring up the question of where they would live, which is a hard enough question on this show when one of them is in like Nashville and the other one is in Los Angeles. They're in different countries. Right. Like who's going to get the visa? Yeah. Nick. Who's going for the green card marriage? It, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would go ahead and move to Canada, big guy. Yeah. Maybe this... What are, what are the odds that this entire season is just Nick's ploy <laughs> to get a green card for Canada? Right, because who would suspect that he would go through all this effort and like, well, we have all this video documentation, right? Immigration well, services. Well played, Nick. Yeah, good plan. He is savvier than we thought. Um, so they say that they haven't really talked about that, that they know that they're going to need to, but right. they haven't talked about they it They haven't yet. had time. Yeah, they've been too busy throwing up on the zero-gravity plane to talk about these kinds of things. Then her mom asks him what it is that he likes about Vanessa, and he turns into, like, a 16-year-old boy, basically, and is like... Oh, when she got out of the limo, I liked her right away. Yeah. So basically, like, her tatas. Yeah. Va-va-voo. She, she looks super hot coming out of the limo. And then hearts came out of his eyes. Cartoon hearts. Yeah. yeah. And he did a whistle. Ah-ooga. <laughs> um, and the mom is not impressed. No. She's like, yeah, be, busy beyond that. That is not the answer that she was looking for. Um, his sister also kind of lays into him, says that she'll hate him if he breaks her heart. Yeah. That Vanessa has a tendency to put her own needs aside and that uh, she doesn't want to see her do that with Nick. Well, and I have to say also, Vanessa gets grilled too and she holds up no better than oh, Nick she's does. she's just crying. She's yeah. constantly crying. Yeah. And they're, they're again, they're asking valid questions that any reasonable person would ask in this kind of situation. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier when I meant like these families are sort of the voice of like the audience or the voice of reason. It's just because they haven't been swept up in the process. A couple of the families make a comment of either like, this is all fantasy or one of them was like, oh, so it's just been it's a big Vanessa. vacation. Yeah, uh-huh. It's, I think those were actually both different family members yeah. from Vanessa. Yeah. Um, Vanessa's brother is there. <laughs> Although it might just be Seth Green. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's definitely Seth Green, who may be Vanessa's brother, who also appears to be in love with Vanessa. Yeah, totally in love yes. with her. Yes. Like, 100%. I have that in my notes, too. Um, So it's just awkward, because he's, like, crying and... Don't leave us. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was awkward. I feel like... I mean, I've said before that I'm not a huge huge fan of Vanessa she's very serious she's very serious and I think yep. very pleased with herself and she should be she seems like a you know a she's great got it person. together yeah. yeah but um you know she has she did this last week when she said I love you and Nick didn't say it back and then this week um we're kind of skipping ahead here but she gets really upset when she learns that Nick, oh yeah. Her father specifically asked Nick if he had asked for the other dad's permission to marry their daughters as well and Nick says yes and Vanessa is like shell-shocked. I mean, what is I've, Right, have you ever seen this right, show? Like why did you go on this show? Right, have you ever seen this program before? Maybe they don't get it in Canada. 
maybe the the Canadian bachelor is nicer. But yeah, I mean, it's obviously that's what happened. Like you do you do that. I mean, I imagine the producers like make them do that to ratchet up the well, drama. I don't think so. Um, but you know, I think at that point they don't know who's going to be at the end necessarily, and I mean, I, who knows what it what it's about, but. In any case, I think it's ignorant of Vanessa to think that... Because at first she's like, he asked for your permit. Like, she's super excited Right, she it. sees it as a positive sign. And let's delve into that conversation yeah. with the father a little well, bit so, more. Yeah, she says that she, they leave uh, her mom's feeling good, not great. Good, but not great. <laughs> good, not great. They go to the dad's house. It's just the dad and the stepmom, who I want to say... Uh, they do not seem to have a great relationship. Not a close relationship. No. Um, but Nick and the dad talk to each other. And Nick, so I liked this quote from Vanessa's dad when she says, uh, he asks what, she, what Nick found special about Vanessa, quote, compared to all the rest of the girls that you're dating right now. Burn. Burn. Yeah, this dad is not fucking around. No. And he kind of seems like at first because he doesn't speak really good English and you're kind of like, eh, this guy. And then he comes in with the kid. Yeah, he comes in swinging. No, yeah. Yeah, well, and he does not wish to give permission for uh, Vanessa and Nick to get married. Well, Nick totally tries to, like, beat around the bush. Um, So Vanessa's dad first says that he can't give his blessing just like this. And then he asks, did you ask all the other dads? Yes. Yes. Oh. uh, In a way, I ran it by. (laughs) I ran it. Oh man. So awkward. Ran it by them. It's a yes or no. Yeah. Yes. The dad did not let that slide. Yeah. Good Good. for him. Good for you, Vanessa's dad. You can be the next best. Yeah, you're in, pal. He does end up giving his blessing, but he's obviously. It's very very half-hearted. Yeah, Yeah, he is not excited about this situation at all. Um, And then we end up with the conversation between Vanessa and her dad, where she's at first very excited that that he asked for the blessing, and then... Crestfallen. Yep, crushed. He crushed her dad. (laughs) Well, it wasn't the dad's fault, really. But yeah, I, get, I agree. I don't know what she was thinking was going to happen on these other homes. I mean, she, you know she's going to get pissed about the fantasy suite, too. I mean, that's you what's coming You slept with next. the other women? What? what? I didn't know that was going to happen. You slept with... What is a Canadian accent? It's just like American. With a boot. You say a boot instead of a You slept with the other women? That's, that's not bad. Yeah. What's that about? What's that about? Yeah, that's pretty good. There you go. Yeah, that's mad Vanessa right there. Um, Don't you only hear from my beaver tail? <laughs> beaver tail? <laughs> Let's go to the euphemism? mall, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. The exclusive Miami mall. The exclusive mall. Sorry, Vanessa. Not just anybody can go there. Yeah. yeah, you have to spend $800 on sweatpants to get to this mall. All right, so they leave. On the way out, Nick's parting words to Vanessa are, stay out of your head. Mm-hmm. Which that's always a good, you know, don't sign. Don't think about it too yeah, much. Yeah, don't think this over. The fact that I'm in love with four different women, don't, you know, don't if let... you try to <laughs> stare at it too long, it's like those magic eye posters. Right. <laughs> don't worry your pretty little head about this. No. You just have a nice time up here. Yeah, and then uh, Nick heads out to New York, jets out to New York. Yes, and we get a cliffhanger ending with Again. none other than... 
Andy Dorfman. Andy Popspy. Showing up to disrupt the whole thing. Oh, man, there's throwing another grenade into the situation. Mm -hmm. Playing with live ammo now. I'm surprised they didn't show Andy actually throwing a grenade, (laughs) right? To bring it full circle back to the misleading previews. So we'll see what happens, folks. We'll be here to document awkwardly, mm-hmm. probably a marital spat or two in, in the midst of it. But we will document Anybody everything for you. Anybody that wants to know the joke that I made, you can send me a private email <laughs> and I'll tell you. Now we're going to get flooded. We want to give a shout emails. out to our first, yes. one of our first fan mails. We do have a, oh, a fan, MJ. Thanks for your message. Yeah. We loved it. Uh, MJ speculated that I was a famous comedian, um, which is very flattering, but it I was am Ellen not. DeGeneres. <laughs> I am an unfamous non-comedian. Yeah. Yes. Who hates funny jokes. I hate, I will cut the funniest joke in this podcast. I will cut out. There's so much material on the cutting room floor. <laughs> you have no idea. Anna be, Anna doing great accents, Anna being super funny, but I'm threatened by it. So I cut every last word of that. Yep. Welcome to marriage. (laughs) When the other person shows you up, you cut them down. (gasps) Back down to size. We done? We're done. Good? Yeah, Yeah. we're done. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.